Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Central Valley Trash Talk. My name is James Lane. I'm currently pursuing a bachelor's degree in communication studies with an emphasis in public communication and media at a California State University. And this podcast is going where no other podcast wants to go, straight to the trash. The focus of this podcast is to provide listeners with information on the status of the trash piling up in the Central Valley, what is being done by local and state officials to clean it up, and how it is affecting the lives of residents and the environment. So get your gloves, your scented candles, and your popcorn, and join me as we talk trash on CVTT. On a cold and clear Wednesday night, my friend Albert and I set out for a night of fishing on the Delta. We head north from Modesto and catch California Highway 4 in Stockton that runs through the heart of the massive 700-mile labyrinth of waterways and levees that make up the state's Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta. An outdoorsman's paradise, the Delta offers some of the state's best fishing, waterfowl hunting, and recreational boating opportunities. It is after 10 p.m. when we reach our destination known as Bacon Island. The island is encircled by sloughs, canals, and offshoots of major rivers such as the San Joaquin. As we make our way down a dark two-lane country road, we see a huge bonfire in the distance that stands out like a beacon against the pitch-black backdrop of the night sky. As we get close to the fire, we pass the shell of a burned-out car and wonder if the fire we see is another car set ablaze. To our relief, it's just a pile of pallets burning that a few fishermen were using to stay warm on this chilly night. We continue for a few more miles before we pull over at our fishing spot. As Albert and I set up our fishing poles and chairs, we notice that we are surrounded by trash. Plastic bags, empty food containers, beer bottles, and discarded fishing supplies. Unfortunately, this is a common sight around the Delta which is located in the northern part of the Central Valley. As I sit and wait for that elusive nibble, I begin to think about all the trash so close to the water. What happens if and when the wind blows and it goes into the water? This observation serves as the basis for my quest to know more about the impact that trash has on California's Sacramento-San Joaquin River Delta. In my pursuit to better understand the trash crisis in the Delta, I sought the expertise of a professor of ecology in the Department of Biological Sciences at California State University Stanislaus, Dr. Matthew Cover. The following is a clip from our conversation regarding two ways trash enters the Delta. These observations that you've made, it really connects us to thinking more broadly about all kinds of pollution. And it's kind of hard to separate out what is trash versus what is other kinds of pollution because a lot of it follows the same path by wind or by water or directly being dumped into the water. Yeah, all of these are potential pollutants. After my interview with Dr. Cover, I began to think about the trash that is plaguing Central Valley cities like Stockton and how it poses a significant threat to the Delta. According to Dr. Cover, the, quote, not as well known, end quote, path that trash travels through drainage systems to work its way into Central Valley rivers and the Delta is one problem 
that poses many hazards for wildlife that call the Delta home. Some of the harmful effects of trash that makes its way into the Delta can be seen with the help of a scalpel. During our conversation, Dr. Cover mentions how necropsies of birds and fish have revealed that some organisms mistake trash for food that once ingested makes animals feel full and leads to death by starvation. From the tone in his voice and the look on his face as he describes the price the environment pays for people's trash, I can feel the frustration that ecologists endure as they come to terms with the harsh realities of pollution. It's conversations about conservation, like these, that motivates me to want to do my part to help the environment by properly disposing of trash into designated trash receptacles and raising awareness about the real harms that pollution poses. On the one hand, some pollution, such as trash, is visible with the naked eye, but other pollutants are only visible through a microscope, lab tests, or an environmental impact study. Further into my research, I discovered that visible pollution, while hazardous and unforgiving as it may seem, may in certain situations pale in comparison to the invisible pollution found in water and sediment. For years, environmental groups, local, state, and federal agencies have had their hands full with the acceptable and unacceptable levels of pollutants and contaminants found in fresh and saltwater aquatic organisms. According to the National Library of Medicine, contamination is simply the presence of a substance where it should not be, or at concentrations above background. Pollution is contamination that results in or can result in adverse biological effects to resident communities. All pollutants are contaminants, but not all contaminants are pollutants. While this definition may take a while to sink in, back in the Delta, Fishermen and women know all too well the severity of pollutants found in certain species of fish. On most piers and near popular fishing locations throughout the San Francisco Bay and the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta, California Department of Fish and Wildlife signs delineate fish consumption safety due to high mercury levels found in fish and crustaceans. The Environmental Protection Agency in combination with California's Office of Environmental Health Hazard Assessment, routinely updates the public about the health hazards associated with high levels of mercury found in fish and other aquatic organisms. OEHA sets safety guidelines focused specifically on the health of women who are pregnant and aged 18 to 49 and children ages 1 to 17 who are more at risk and susceptible to the harmful side effects of mercury consumption. The relationship between mercury found in the water of the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta and trash can be attributed to illegal dumping of electronic waste, deteriorating and sunken watercrafts, in addition to byproducts of human and industrial activity. While mercury is one of the more common pollutants found in water, other, less polarizing types of pollution and contamination can in some cases have a greater impact on organisms living in the water. The following is a clip from my conversation with Dr. Cover where he describes the impact that illegal dumping of organic materials can have 
on aquatic organisms and their environment. So organic materials, generally like, like living things or, or formerly living things, basically made up of carbon-based molecules. This could even be like landscaping, right? Like after, you know, landscaping crew comes in and, you know, lawn clippings, all of that. If that stuff gets dumped in a waterway, um, one of the potential problems we see is uh, as all of that organic material is breaking down, it basically can use up all of the oxygen in the water. The part of the reaction, the, the, the respiration that happens, the metabolism, all the bacteria, fungi, and everything else that's breaking down that organic material actually uses up oxygen. Water has, in general, very low oxygen levels. There's a low rate of diffusion. There's a, a really limited amount of oxygen, dissolved oxygen that water can hold. But of course, aquatic life, fish need oxygen. So we oftentimes get what we call like these eutrophic conditions where there's so much decomposition going on. There's no, it, it uses up all of the available oxygen. That can happen at a really localized level, like right around where some organic material gets dumped in. But if it's happening at a large scale, it could, it could really cause poor conditions for fish or anything that needs oxygen. The consequences of using natural resources like the fresh water in the Delta as a free dumping site go beyond what some may think is a temporary inconvenience for fish and other organisms that call the Delta home. Much like humans, fish need oxygen to survive, and when oxygen levels are depleted, the biological diversity of fish and their food sources decline. One Central Valley city has taken notice of the lack of dissolved oxygen in the water near their port, and created a solution that has breathed air into aquatic life. The port of Stockton has seen, quote, historically low, end quote, amounts of dissolved oxygen in the waters that make up their deep shipping channel and realized that something needed to be done about it. The port of Stockton, in combination with the California Department of Water Resources, maintains multiple aeration facilities near the port. At one of the two aeration facilities, located at Dock 20, Water is pumped in, injected with pure gaseous oxygen, and then sent to a depth of 200 feet below ground. The pressure of this depth allows the oxygen and water to mix, which creates oxygen-rich water. Once the process is complete, the oxygen-rich water is dispersed to areas around the port. This process can supply up to 8,500 pounds of oxygen back into the water per day. While this process is a step in the right direction, it does not solve the issues of contamination and pollution elsewhere in the Delta that create low oxygenated water. Now, more than ever, Central Valley residents need to take a stand against trash and pollution. We need to teach future generations that our actions can have negative or positive impacts on the lives of animals and aquatic organisms that call the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta home. Shifting our focus to cleanup efforts underway in the Delta and other parts of the Central Valley, let's look at conservancy in action. Currently, there are initiatives underway to help clean up the trash in and around the Delta and Central Valley rivers. The Sacramento-San Joaquin Conservancy is a state agency who co-sponsors two annual Delta waterway cleanup events. According to the deltaconservancy.ca.gov webpage, 
The Delta Waterway cleanup events allow volunteers to, quote, actively participate in water stewardship practices by cleaning up trash and preventing it from reaching waterways and ultimately the ocean. And in doing so, the cleanups promote awareness of the importance of protecting and improving water quality in the Delta. Due to the current pandemic, the Delta Waterway cleanup event for 2021 is yet to be scheduled. For anyone interested in knowing more about the Sacramento San Joaquin Delta Conservancy projects or this year's Delta Waterway cleanup event, can visit deltaconservancy.ca.gov. In addition to the conservation efforts that are taking place in the Delta, there are similar efforts to clean up trash and other hazardous pollutants near rivers in Stanislaus County. Unlike the Delta Conservancy, Operation 9299 is not operated by the state. According to the 9299 webpage, the mission statement of the operation is to reclaim, rehabilitate, and restore the area along the Tuolumne River in Modesto from the 9th Street Bridge to Highway 99 by removing trash, tires, shopping carts, and abandoned camps in order to return this blighted area to a public space and riparian river habitat that the community can be proud of and can safely recreate in. Much of the success that Operation 9299 has accomplished in restoring the Tuolumne River area can be seen in the totals of raw tonnage of debris removed. In a recent thank you letter that Operation 9299 sent to volunteers, the to-date totals include 554 tons of garbage and or material, 1,236 shopping carts, 1,572 tires, 2,850 hypodermic needles, 95 pounds of batteries removed over the course of the operation's 66 cleanups. The letter goes on to thank all volunteers that made the recent March 2021 cleanup event a success. Being a Modesto resident and having seen firsthand the amount of trash that is located so close to the river, I couldn't be more proud of Operation 9299 for their efforts in restoring the natural beauty of the Tuolumne River. Being situated a decent length away from the Delta, one may not realize the significance that the Tuolumne River plays to the overall health of the Delta. The Tuolumne River, which starts in Yosemite National Park, flows 149 miles through the heart of the Central Valley to the San Joaquin River National Wildlife River Refuge. And it is there that it confluences with the San Joaquin River. Once merged, these waters travel south to the Delta. Without conservancy programs such as the Delta Waterway Cleanup and Operation 9299, the health of the Delta would suffer. It's the grassroots, homegrown conservation efforts like that of Operation 9299 that may very well hold the key to protecting and preserving the Delta. The fertile land and natural resources found in the Sacramento-San Joaquin River Delta are what some consider California's true gold. To me, the peaceful, welcoming beauty that the Delta offers its visitors is worth more than gold. A place where every sunset and sunrise is worth a self-portrait. A special place where one can release their worries and enjoy the serenity that only nature can offer. A place worth saving. 
Central Valley Trash Talk was created, is written, and produced by me, James Lane. If you would like to contact me about comments, questions, concerns, or ideas about future episodes of CVTT, you can email me at cvtrashtalk2020 at gmail.com.